Bowder Chowder, right? So Derek Bowder like Chowder. Yeah, Derek Bowder. Oh, Polo Loco is the short film play at the Wild Sound Festival. Really interesting film. Uh, it's like it's almost like uh, basically this guy's all messed up. Uh, your your lead, he's like he's a he's a drug dealer, and he discovers that is this girl is that is unfaithful with a member of his uh, crew, and basically they they go out for revenge. I guess that's that's your plot. I guess right. Yes, that is that is the basic premise. This happened in your own life. Did somebody like uh, what was the what was the idea? Uh, I'm assuming you're not a drug dealer. Maybe you are, but I'm definitely not a drug dealer. And uh, John Carlo Beltran, my lead, is he is also not a drug dealer. I just want to get the record straight on that. Um, so I was in an acting class with him, and he we both wanted to make our own film. And with the the large social media following that I have. Uh, I, I'm used to making like goofy, cringy kind of content, you know, more more like lighthearted, just meant to be entertaining stuff. And uh, I, after getting into acting, I, I really wanted to do something that was the polar opposite. And uh, he had an idea, a, a basic basic idea of this drug dealer who finds out that his his girlfriend that he probably wants to to propose too soon is actually cheating on him with one of the guys in his crew. And so he he kind of confides in his right hand man, which is the character that I play, uh, by the the nickname little little puppet. And uh, so he tells me this story, and then we go to the guy's house, and and things get crazy. And where are you guys located? We are located in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I've heard there's a couple really good shows that were that were done there. I, I think it's called uh, yeah. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Uh, those like those, those yes. if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, John Carlo was actually in Better Call Saul, which I argue I can argue that's a better show than I like it better than than me subjectively. I like it better than Breaking Bad. So I agree. I, I think the character arc in that is is uh it's much stronger, more relatable. You know. Do you guys get sick of like everybody bringing that up? And when you say you're from Albuquerque, no, I mean at this point we, I feel like we kind of embrace that, you know. And uh, having a crime film coming out of Albuquerque, I, I feel like that that leads to easy conversation, honestly. So he's in the famous episode Bagman. You're uh, your lead, right? Yes, yeah. The one of my one of my favorite episodes of the show, absolutely. It's probably I think it's the highest rated Better Call Saul episode. Yeah, I think yeah, he's in like, the very beginning. It's the legendary kind of show, right? Where he's like stuck yeah. in the desert for a few stuck days. Stuck in the desert, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, great one. And your but in your in your your uh your producing acting uh, uh friend uh, shows up in that in that as an actor in that in that episode. It's a good episode to be in. Yeah, I always tell him that. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about this film. So what's your so what's your directing experience? Because I know you you do acting before this film. This was my directorial debut. Okay. So how was that for you? Uh, well, also acting in it definitely made it a new challenge. You know, I, I'm definitely used to being in front of the camera, but then, you know, between takes, kind of like going and looking and seeing what the what the scene actually looks like and then talking with the actors about what the characters are going through and what they're feeling in that given given moment with the given circumstances was definitely um it was fun. I mean, it's honestly everything that I that I had hoped it would be. Uh, growing up, I always wanted to get into filmmaking, and uh, I I actually was in the military. I was in the Coast Guard. Uh, I wanted to uh, go to film school, and I actually never did that. I just kind of jumped in. So, it, it was a blast. I, I I'm hoping to direct something again very soon. 
No, you, you spoke, how long were you in the military for? Six years. Wow. And you're relatively young. So you must have gotten, you must have jumped in right out of high school. Right out of high school. Yes. There's a, I, you're not the first military uh, veteran that I've, I've, I've talked to uh, in this interview. Maybe it's probably maybe in two dozen so far. And there's a, why do you think a lot of military veterans uh, go to making films, go to filmmaking? I think that there's a certain camaraderie in the military and then uh couple that with the the stress tolerance that we get i think filmmaking is something that, that that veterans can excel in just because i mean we get we get stuff done you know and um i i think the camaraderie of being on set was is definitely one of the the things that's most appealing about it to me i like that that's a good answer it's a practical answer it's like a meaning that you're talking about the personality uh there, there we all have there's certain per- personality you don't mind long days i guess i'm assuming right too right not when you're on set. No, I wish they were longer, to be honest. No, I mean, like, as a military, kind of like in the military, I'm sure you guys have long days, right? Uh, in the other branches, I was in the Coast Guard, so I, and I did aviation, so they were very, very strict on making sure we didn't get overworked because we have to be able to fly, you know, it's dangerous to fly tired. So I, I was, I was kind of lucky. I, I chose my, uh, they say, choose your, choose your job, choose your fate, you know. So you, so. Have, you have a, you have a pilot's license. I do not have a pilot's license. I, I get asked that a lot. Um, I, my job, I did helicopter search and rescue out of LA and San Francisco, and I operated the radios in the the rescue basket. So my job was to like kick the rescue swimmer out, and then he would assess the scene, and then I would either bring the survivors up, or the swimmer would say, "Oh, they don't like they're not in life threatening danger." So we'll just kind of guide them in, you know. But yeah, very very high stress job. So I think that's why. Filmmaking is is the stress is kind of fun to me, which is probably weird to hear. But so, uh, what what made you leave? Why did you leave? Uh, it was really just wanting to get into filmmaking. You know, it's I started to meet people in LA that were telling me like, "Hey, you can do it! Like, if you can do what you're doing now, you can do this." And so that kind of encouraged me to get out. Everybody in LA works in the film industry in some kind, some way. So yeah, right, yeah. That makes- and that's so you're you're based there, and it's funny that you're based there. Maybe what happens if you're based in like Connecticut or something like that? Would you been you would have been a lawyer? Or maybe I don't know. Maybe who knows? Yeah, I I, <laughs> I I I think being in the area was definitely made it. I, I definitely had people that were encouraging me more than I probably would have had in a different state. Correct. Oh. Gotcha. So your yeah. first film, uh, like I'm assuming you have a good, you have a good like experienced cinematographer helping you out, uh, kind of yes. like sharing the film. Yes, and our camera operator was very experienced too. He was the one who actually brought like the red camera uh, to our set. That was his camera, um, which I think added a lot of production value. In terms of this idea, like we we, we were just to follow back to what you were saying, it's like this something that that it's just something that you kind of saw the structure from the first time filmmaker. You kind of, you kind of knew this story where it could go. Uh, I mean, honestly, so John Carlo brought me this idea and I kind of sat on it for a couple of weeks and, and outlined a little bit to kind of try to figure out how I wanted to explore this character and kind of build a world around him. And uh, you know what, it, it really seemed to me like John Carlo had an idea for a character that was very religious but kind of used it in, in at one of one of the review the, one of the uh, audience members actually put it very well. They they said that he kind of uses it in a perverted way. It's kind of like it's he's using it to to kind of justify 
the sadistic things that he's he's uh wanting to do and um i i definitely was i as the writer i definitely cared a lot about the pacing of it and i think that's what led to the structure that i followed um and i was trying to really make a a, a small self-contained story that that would feel like it had a full arc to it so, yeah 100 100 and uh so yeah, the the a lot of like locate like the how there's a lot of house locations. Um, where yes. did you guys yeah where did you guys get these locations? Uh so the the first house that you see in the film is actually I think Giancarlo's dad's house, okay. and then uh the house where most of the rest of the film takes place at is actually, uh it was our our first AC's house, so it, we actually had a location fall through. Um, a couple of weeks before we shot, and then our first AC was like, "Hey, my house might work," and so that's the the house you see in the film. And how many days was your shoot? Four days. And how are you feeling after the last last like the you're just wrapped up your fourth day and you're on your your first ever film uh, directing? How are you feeling? Uh, like honestly, it I, I did have a co director who was there to like kind of help me with the technical stuff because that's definitely where I was the weakest in, but. Yeah. I mean, the day one, we we could. I think the whole crew could tell that we were doing something special. Uh, we, everybody was taking it very seriously. You could see that everybody was there because they were passionate about filmmaking, and it wasn't just you know like to show up to get paid. And I, I think it should definitely translates to screen. Gotcha. And so, how was the post production uh, process for you? What did you did you bring on an editor? Like, how was it for you? I did have an editor who was actually the cinematographer. So that I feel like that was helpful because he knew exactly what we had. And then I was able to like tell him, Hey, there was this shot that we had and he's, he'd find it right away. Uh, and it, it was just, you know, a lot of hours sitting down together, just going through the whole thing. And, uh, I think my editing background with social media definitely made it a much smoother experience for me. So. So tell me about tell me about before we get to dive in. Tell me about your social media kind of like you got a big, pretty big following on Instagram, uh, YouTube channel. Like how did that come for you? How did that all evolve for you? So I actually had a job as a PA lined up when I got out of the Coast Guard back in uh, April of 2020. But obviously that was right when everybody started getting sick and everything yeah. shut down. So I didn't have a job. I was living in L.A. And I was, you know, I, I had just gotten married. I had a stepson and I knew that I needed to do something to get through the pandemic. And so I, I started streaming on Twitch, uh, you know, playing video games and people would come in and like hang out with me. And uh, I, I used TikTok to really promote that. And it got to a point where I was so focused on the content uh, and seeing that that could kind of flex those filmmaking muscles that I so dearly wanted to use. Uh, and I built up a following of uh, about 4.6 million on TikTok as of right now. Uh, YouTube kind of came a little bit later with reposting my content on there. Yeah. Uh, and I, I live stream on there as well now. And um, Instagram, you know, like I think that just kind of organically came from the other two platforms. So what so what are you posting? What's your content? Uh, I, I, you know, talk about filmmaking. I do movie and TV reactions where I don't necessarily give it like a review or a rating because as a filmmaker, I think it's very, it just feel, it feels a little disrespectful to my, my fellow filmmakers to be putting a, a number on their work. So it's more of like a, if I don't like something, I just don't make a video about it. You know, I, th I feel like that's, that's better. Um, and then the other stuff is 
the energy drink that I'm sponsored by, do skits for them and stuff like that. Uh, and then just, you know, life, like general life content, just kind of like I have a, a baby girl on the way in April. So we've been kind of documenting that a little bit, you know, like finding out the gender and all that stuff and very wholesome stuff. But are you having a boy or a girl? A girl. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Then you already, but you already have a step stepchild as well, right? Yes, I have a I have a six year old son as well. Yeah, gotcha. It's gonna it's gonna be different when you <laughs> come it is, April. Yeah, that's what everybody tells me. Yeah, nobody you know what? And you're, people are gonna tell you all, give you all this advice, but it's you're you're, you're you can't you won't can't understand it until it, you yeah. experience it. It's a cliche, but it's so true. And for some reason, they sleep eighteen hours a day, uh, but you can't sleep yourself. I don't know why. So right. <laughs> But all these things are still there. Everybody, so okay, so you so you started with video games. You just started playing video games, and then people were following you the video games. Uh yes, because of the TikTok content, I was making videos about my streams. Like it would be clips from my streams. They would kind of see me goofing around and stuff. And I, I think, uh, I think during the pandemic, a lot of people were looking for a, a way to escape. You know, being yeah. stuck at home. So are you good at like are you good at video games? Is that what's happening? Like you're uh at- dep- depending on the game. Yeah, I would say I'm decent. I mean enough that people will watch, you know. Like what game but... are you good at? Call of Duty, uh Fortnite as well. Okay. Those are probably my main two games right now. Uh, the, I'm, this is a selfish thing because I never I haven't watched played <laughs> video games in like over 20 years and I just got an Xbox for the first time. And I used nice. to be so, but in 1998, I used to be very good at Madden, and now I can't. I can't win for the life of me, because. But I realized it's changed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I realized that here's the thing, right? Because I've been played in over 20 years. Is that? But people are playing every year, right? So even yeah. if it's the new, so I'm like, I'm like way behind. So I can't. I can't for the life of me figure this game out. So, but I gotta. I gotta. I gotta <laughs> truck along. Yeah, yeah. Those sports games, uh, they uh, people are very. They get very good at those games. Oh yeah. my God. It's incredible. And there's yeah. like, there's always like at least a hundred thousand people on the play with there's like, there's like, there's like a, a thing. There's like a, this is all brand new to me. And there's like, there's like a site that you could pay to for, they give you advice on it, on the game. Right. Like a, like a monthly. Uh, yes. This is unbelievable. I didn't, I didn't, I knew nothing about it, but it's like, it's for me, it's for, even for this job, it's like good to know what's happening in this world. So. Yeah. Yeah. The for gaming industries. Yeah. The gaming industry has has completely exploded in the last you know fifteen years. So yeah, it's uh yeah you can make a living doing that. So and and as I'm learning, the people make a living showing it on their YouTube videos, just showing like how Mario gets finished on on YouTube and it gets a million I, views. Yeah, yeah, and I mean a lot of that comes down to how you edit it, and that's why I think this film has the pacing that it does, is because I knew how I wanted to edit it. So. It's a good point. And so let's, so basically uh, I'm, I'm coming, I'm Dora, I'm coming back to your film. I just, that was a quick segue. So, but the film's 26 minutes long, which is yes. long for, for a short film. Were you worried? Yes. Were you worried um, that it was too long? I mean, I think having the social media following kind of in the back of my head, it was like, e- even if festivals don't accept it because of it, if it's runtime, the, it'll at least get watched by that, that social media audience. So yeah. I, I feel like it kind of gave me the, uh, the confidence to just kind of go with my gut and and stick to the the runtime that I felt gave that full arc, you know, that complete arc. Because you could distribute this film yourself and make some same some advertising money on on your YouTube channel. I'm assuming so. You're right. different from most filmmakers where they're like they're like you have that kind of built in audience, I guess. 
Yeah, and I mean, we did approach this as we we approached the uh, with. And by the way, I just looked at the date, and it is like exactly a year when we finished filming it. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> it, a year uh, to the day, like really. Like, yeah, really... like the we December first to the fourth of last year is when we filmed it. So oh, wow. and today is the fourth. Uh, yeah, crazy. Uh, time flies. Uh, I I feel like. We all approached it as it is a festival film. It's to show what we can do. And uh, I, I knew that some festivals would, would accept it, but honestly, a lot more have than I thought. We're currently sitting at 22 wins and six nominations. Uh, and we're, we're about, thank you. We're about 35% of the way through our festival run. We have like 180 festivals that were submitted to. So it, it's so pretty hard. I Obviously, I watch a lot of, I see a lot of short films. It's in the thousands every year, right? And so mm -hmm. I'm watching your film, and I'm like, ah, I, I hope this. I hope it. I hope they, it follows through. Meaning that that I see the length, and I'm like, this is like I like the beginning of the film. I like the I like the page. It's a unique kind of style, and uh, and basically I'm like, and I'm like, oh my god, let's. I hope there's a follow through. I hope it 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 doesn't drag. It doesn't repeated story beats, which can happen a lot of uh, first time filmmakers. And it doesn't. It's like there's a couple. I would, I would subjectively make this film like maybe about 23 minutes long, but that's just my nerdiness. But it works. The film, the film works, and it. Uh, congratulations, because usually, like first time filmmaker, you see a film that's 26 minutes long, and that there's like a red flag, <laughs> for my subjective right. opinion, right? And it's yeah. like, good job. Even the performances are there too. Like uh, the, especially like the two of you, but also the girl. She's uh, she's fantastic. Where did you get her? Uh, she, that is, uh, another, all of the people in the, in the film, I think we, we all knew from acting school in one way or another. So as you guys are a little community, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the filmmaking community in Albuquerque is unique in the sense that it's, it's still pretty, pretty, it's like, you know, it's still in its infancy. It's, it's growing pretty fast, but it's very tight knit because of the size of it. And I'm so very, everybody, yeah. I was going to say, because I've actually talked to a few people from Albuquerque. I'm very curious, like January 2000, is it January 2008? It's Breaking Bad uh, premieres on AMC. I'm curious about the filmmaking community before that. And now the filmmaking community now, obviously you guys, that, that, that show brought an industry to your, to your, uh, to, to your city and, and made some, like, obviously a lot of people made some money because of it, which is great, but also brought up, like it showed that, you can make movies, I guess. And I right. guess you, almost you kind of grew up in that generation. Well, I did not move. To, I'm from Arizona. I moved to Albuquerque in 2020. So I, I don't know what the what it felt like here before that. Yeah. But I know that uh, I, I did feel it come back to life after the pandemic. And yeah. so when that happened, I was like, wow, like there's a lot of stuff happening here. They shoot a lot of Westerns here because uh, you can kind of make it look like Texas or I mean, you could just you can make it look like different parts of the country very easily. Just, you know, we have so much different. The landscape is so different. We got mountains over here. We got forests over there. We've got you know dry desert surrounding it all. And uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful place. And so then, I don't, like you said, uh, we talked about not uh, giving any spoilers. But I, all I want to say is that make sure people watch to the end of the film because it's the, the end of your film is the best part of your film. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I definitely it's wanted it to be a payoff. Yeah, it is. It is. It's pretty intense. It's. It, I, I've heard a lot of people say that they felt like the ending was very sinister, and that's what I was going for. So, 
Yeah, no, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's it, yeah, like I said, it's it's the, the, your characters get flushed out. That's how I'm not yeah. spoiling anything by saying that. No, no, I, I don't think you are. Yeah. So tell me about your sound design. It's uh from like it's it's a it's a very who did that? Uh, so Joshua Knotts is uh he's a sound designer that that I met on a student film, and uh, he was also like first ading at the same time, and so I just really saw. How seriously he was taking it and that he was I, I would say he was the reason that student film was staying on track and so uh i reached out to him when i wanted to make this and i was like hey you want to come be uh my sound mixer that maybe work in post-production and he was game for it and uh i, I definitely want to work with him again that's awesome yeah it's a nice it's a nice one work yeah definitely work i was gonna say work with him again for sure my composer as well my composer i think made a very immersive score that i'm very proud of and uh, we're already working on uh, a feature film together uh, that that I can't wait to see what he comes up with for that. So that was, that was my next question. I'm assuming you seem like a pretty ambitious guy. I'm assuming like you got the one short <laughs> under the way. It's like now I'm going to features. Yeah, yeah. I have a horror thriller that I'm I'm currently like 50 pages into writing right now uh, called Congrats, and it's about I would say it's like Cujo meets the thing. So there's okay. like a, there's like a monster aspect to it, and they're like stuck in the middle of the desert, and uh, it 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 it's coming together. So I'm hoping to film that this next year. Oh well, I wish you the best after of luck. the baby comes. <laughs> after the yeah, after the well, I don't yeah. yeah hopefully yeah, that's another baby. You're creating another baby. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and I saw that your video on uh, on Instagram and Twitter that you made for the feedback you made a you made a feedback video about our feedback that we sent you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really about like cutting out any spoilers, obviously. But I mean, everybody had something very unique and and great to say about the film, and uh, getting that feedback from you guys was just awesome because I mean, I could take it to all my friends and family, and they're gonna they're gonna tell me it's amazing, it's fantastic. But getting actual genuine uh, reactions from strangers really helps. I feel like it helps me as a director uh, to know what parts of the style that I'm developing is is working for audiences, you know. And so that that was very helpful. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I said, it's like yeah, you're onto something. It's like, and you're you're are you going to act in your feature film as well? Uh, maybe I, I haven't decided yet. I might. I don't want to spoil anything. It's definitely like my my character. Uh, that I have, well, I have a character that I, I plan to put in another film that I think I might use to connect it, but yeah. I have to wait and see, I guess. Well, I follow Jean, through with that. I got like, I, I want to give kudos to Jean Carlo. Tell him that I really liked his performance. There's a there's a sinister, sinister soulness, soul, soulness to him. Like he he really has he really shows vulnerability on on screen. Like uh, yeah. He's got a talent, so hopefully he can he can do well for he'll 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 he can do well for himself after this film. Yeah, yeah, I think um I think it really shows his range. Yeah, this film definitely takes him to both ends of the spectrum when it comes to emotional depth. And so I yeah he I mean he's a phenomenal actor. He 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 really took the responsi responsibility of being a lead to heart and and really guided the rest of the actors, including myself. Um. Through the through the acting process for this film, I mean, we saw how seriously he was taking it and and how heavy he was carrying it, and I and I think that I think that's why it's the way it is. Well, congratulations on the film. I'm glad. Congratulations on all the awards that that, that are done with it. And let me know when if it, when you decide to uh, put it public. And like I said, you said you're still in the festival circuit now. And we'll help promote it. And uh, let's talk when you make your feature film. 
Will do. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks for the talk. I appreciate it. Take care, Matthew. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Hasenbemp Incorporated. We're going to do it. Give us any chance, we'll take